Good morning, GCR. Happy anniversary, or not happy anniversary, where'd that come from? Happy New Year's. <laughs> happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Bob and Judy. Happy New Year's. Oh, that's not a good way to start off, is it? Start off this new year, thank you. <clears throat> if you would, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 19, we'll, we'll be there here in a few minutes. Okay, happy new year. Um, Lots of people traveling today, and, I, and I'm sure we'd have a lot more people in this room today, if it, if, uh, but they were probably flying Southwest Airlines and, uh, and just didn't get back. But um, Lori and I are actually flying on Southwest uh, later today, so please pray. Uh, but I think they're back to normal, maybe. Uh, I want to, before we get started, I want to mention something that's uh, very important. Today, uh, Tim Neal uh, has been on staff for 20 years. 20 years, and right here, all right, all right, and, uh, and let me just say this before we finish uh, clapping for him, so, so Tim, been on staff for 20 years, he's worn several hats, and he's worn them faithfully and diligently throughout the years, and a couple years ago, uh, we, uh, we put him in the executive role uh, during some uh, heavy transition, and he helped keep the staff together and helped hold this church together in a lot of ways, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, when I was on staff, we called Tim Super Tim, Super Tim, because he does a lot of things very well. So if you would, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and finish and give him a, a, a thank you for 20 years of faithful service. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for honoring him. Worthy of honor, Tim. Thank you. So um, I'm expecting big things for GCR here in 2023. Um, first of all, we've started, uh, this last fall, we started Breakthrough in, in, in 2023. That's going to unfold uh, more and more as we, uh, as we uh, focus on transformation and mission and be intentional about it here in this church. Uh, in August of 2023, August of this year, GCR will be 60 years old. It will be our 60th anniversary. So I'm looking forward to celebrating that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the auditorium remodel. Uh, we've been talking about uh, remodeling this place uh, for over 15 years. 15 years. And, and, and so John chapter 4, starting in verse 19. <clears throat> Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus declared, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. Verse 23. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his, worship, his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. Let's pray. God, we start this year off 
coming together as a church family and we worship you here this morning. I pray that that honors you and glorifies you. I pray that you bless our time here this the year to come and in the uh, may you anoint our time together here. Amen. So we're going to do something very unique today. In fact, I've, I've never seen this done anywhere. Uh, today is our last day in the auditorium, as, as Ryan mentioned. Uh, we'll be out of this room for several months. Uh, Pre-construction has already started. Uh, if you notice, there are a few pews that are missing up front here. We typically have some walls that are covering these doors, and they've been removed. And uh, remodeling is going to start here in the next week. Uh, we should be finished in August in time for our 60th anniversary. That's the, that's the plan. In this room, we're going to start our service in here, obviously. But here in a few minutes, we're going to move and go to the family center. And we're going to have communion and we're going to finish our worship in a different location. Never seen that done, so we're going to give it a try. So I'm wearing my traveling shoes uh, for a reason. So I, I brought, brought my running shoes and, and uh, um, just to point out, we're going to be doing some traveling today. So <clears throat> before we move from here to there physically, I want to help prepare us mentally and spiritually. So in John chapter 4, as we just read, uh, Jesus is in a conversation with a Samaritan woman. It, it, we know this story as uh, the woman at the well. And there's a lot going on in this conversation between Jesus and this woman. Uh, but I'm just going to point out one thing, just one thing. The, the Samaritan woman associated a physical location. She said, in Jerusalem, He says, yet a time is to come and has now come where we will worship in spirit and truth. So worship is not bound by a place or a location. So I just want to make a couple of points before we move. Number one is that our worship is not bound by a place. It's not bound by a building. It's not bound by a room. Now, in this room, there have been many, many moments of special occasions for, for a lot of us. Some of you were married in this room. Some of you had loved ones who had their funerals in this room. Some of you had times of conviction in this room. Some of you had times of surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in this room. My daughter was baptized in this room. For those of you who don't know, there's a baptistry behind this wall, the old baptistry. My daughter was baptized there. But our worship goes beyond these walls. The event that we hosted, Rick actually gave a definition for worship that has just stuck with me. He said, worship is when I realize who I am, and I realize who God is. And whatever happens after that is worship. 
when I realize who I am, I realize who God is, at that moment, anything that happens after that is worship. So worship can happen in this room, and it does, but it could also happen anywhere. It can happen anywhere. It can even happen in a big box that we call the gym. My daughter's church in Denver, they, they have a, they have a, a setup, that, a church that, a location that's in an old Vietnamese supermarket. You know, who knew? When, when we were in Chicago, we were part of a church that we would worship at the Holiday Inn and in the, in the banquet room. And, and for the children's services, for the children's classes, we had volunteers who had to go early to sweep out all the broken glass from the party and ceremony uh, from the night before so that the kids wouldn't cut themselves uh, from the broken glass. In fact, uh, what is important to God is that our worship is in spirit and truth. And, and Jesus even said, these are the kind of worshipers that God seeks, that the Father seeks. So how we worship trumps where we worship. That's the first point. Second point for this morning, the journey between two points can shape us if we let it, if we let it. A journey happens when we're going from where you are, point A, to where you're going and want to be, point B. We as a church family, we're going on a journey from the auditorium, worshiping in the auditorium, point A, to worshiping in this, I'm calling it the box, the gym, uh, point B. But what I'm talking about really is change. The journey of change can shape us if we let it. However, change is never without inconvenience, never. Even when I'm going from something worse to better, it's never without inconvenience. About six years ago, we moved from our house uh, over on Dingar, uh, over by the Brox, across the street from the Brox, basically, and we moved to a house that was newer and bigger than that one. But it wasn't without inconvenience. We had to load up all of our stuff. We had to transport all of our stuff over there. We had to unpack all of our stuff. And then Lori had this bright idea to change all the fixtures in the house. So, so I changed all the ceiling fans, all the doorknobs, all the handles on all the drawers. Uh, so moving from something that it was even bigger and newer was not without inconvenience. In fact, nothing about it was convenient. But here is how the journey can shape me and can shape you. The journey gets me out of my comfort zone. Getting out of my comfort zone is, is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because when I'm out of my comfort zone, a few things happen. Number one, I, be, I can become aware of my surroundings, pay attention to what and who is around me. I become more aware. So it's interesting, when we were at the house on Dingar, you know, it's in town, Go to church here at GCR. Lori teaches at Midland College. I work downtown. We, we didn't, HEB was just a few blocks away. We didn't need much outside of that little triangle there. And when we moved, we moved out to the west side of town, started taking the loop. It's like, man, there's a new restaurant or there's a new store. That thing closed down. I, I hadn't been on the loop very much ever. 
Uh, and, and now being on the loop more just because of a change out of, out of that change, I'm more aware of what was going on around me in town. A second thing that happens when I get out of my comfort zone is that it creates opportunities for me to take risks. I'm not willing to take risks when I'm fat, dumb, and happy, when I'm in my comfort zone. But when I'm outside of my comfort zone, if I'm outside of my comfort zone anyway, then maybe I'm willing to take a risk to do something that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Another thing, being out of my comfort zone keeps me from being complacent. God did not promise us a life of comfort. In fact, oftentimes he creates discomfort because there's something that he's wanting to do in me and through me. And then also because when I'm comfortable, I become self-reliant. So we're gonna be inconvenienced on Sunday mornings for a while. We're gonna sit in some hard plastic chairs in the gym. We're, we're gonna be limited in our space. We're gonna be limited technology-wise. But there's a sick part of me that actually is excited about it. I really am. I, I think it's gonna create opportunities. I think it's gonna be create opportunities for us to be closer, to be close as a family. You know, there aren't gonna be whole pews that are separating families. There are gonna be a chair, maybe not even a chair separating us. I mean, a hand grenade could go off in some places in this room and nobody would get hurt. Nobody, right over there, right over here, right over there. We're gonna sit closer together. I think it's also gonna give us opportunities to be creative with our worship. To be creative with our worship. And so today, is one of those opportunities to be creative. We're gonna move from point A to point B in the service. So we're gonna take a risk. We'll see if this works. We're gonna finish up and we'll have communion and worship there and, and we'll have some things going on in between here and there. So, so this is how it will work, all right? I'm gonna say a prayer here in a few minutes. And after that prayer, we'll start moving and wanna do this somewhat systematically, all right? So, um, so the first group I'm gonna ask to start moving are the pre-boarders. Pre-boarder, no judgment, but if you are, you know who you are and you can start the journey. You get a head start, okay? Uh, and then from that point, we're going to start on this west side of the auditorium, okay? Derek, raise your hand over there. We'll start with Derek, and, and then we're going to start moving. And as the, as the section from the east of you starts, uh, finishes un unloading or moving, then you can start as they pass you. And we're going to go through the doors here on the west. So, and, and along the way, I'm going to ask for you to remain silent, as much as possible to remain silent. There'll be music playing here in the auditorium as we're moving, and in the passageway between here and the gym, there will be people that are gonna be reading some psalms. The song, Psalms of Ascent. So Psalms chapter 121, 124, 128, 130, 
if you look in your Bible, they're labeled songs of ascent. And these are songs that the Israelites recited and sang as they ascended towards Jerusalem. Whenever they were going there for festivals or on long journeys, they would sing or recite these songs of ascent, these songs during transition, during the journey. So we're gonna have people reading those passages along the way. And then there will be ushers that will, be, that will direct the traffic into the gym. Did you know that we actually have a couple of main, in, couple of entrances into the gym? There's one that never gets used and it's on, what is that? The north side of the building. So uh, there's the main one that goes through that lobby um, that, that most of us are familiar with, but then there's another one that's in the other corner of the gym. So we're gonna use both entrances. So there'll be ushers that'll be helping direct you go into, go into the gym. Now, for those of you who are online, so we'll, we'll have the, keep the cameras running in here as people unload, and then uh, we will put you uh, into the gym when we start there. So there, uh, there won't be anybody live this morning, uh, any cameras where we're reading the songs of ascent in between. But hang with us, if, it, if, if, if the camera goes out, you'll, we'll reconnect you when we get into the gym. So a couple things, as you walk in silence, I'm gonna ask you to do two things, one or, one or both of these things. Number one, contemplate on the songs of ascent. Imagine yourself on a journey Perhaps you can envision a change that's going on in your life right now. How do the songs of ascent help you during that change on the journey that you're on right now? So contemplate on the songs of ascent. The second thing is ask yourself, where am I playing it safe? Where in my life, am I being complacent? I'm gonna say a prayer and we'll begin the journey. Pre-borders first and people here on the east first. And we'll go through those doors. Let's pray. God, I pray that this physical move from one place to the other uh, has uh, symbolically uh, spiritual meaning for us in some way as a family, maybe even personally. As we think about change that's going on in our lives, as we, as we think about being, uh, where am I playing it safe, staying in my comfort zone and not taking risks. So I pray that this, this risk that we're taking in our worship uh, represents something for us that is significant in some way. God bless us on this journey, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so let's start here on the east, and we'll start unloading as we go.